101. You got your man, the Italian Stallion, study all up in here. Now with me, they tried to mention him with Weinstein and this sexual harassment, but they just wanted sex. Then he told you what her ass meant. My man, Shooter. <laughs> How you doing today, man? Man, I think that wasn't even over my head, man. I just, man. It took hey, a second, right? It took a second, man. But you know what, though? The willing, man. They, hey, they wanted it. That's right. Can that's I right. Say that? Hey, because we taking over the world, baby. <laughs> Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101 or hit us up on Instagram and Gmail at Squared Circle 101 or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. And let's get this started. The champ is here. And don't forget that Facebook page. We know you love it. You're loving the videos. Feel good? Yeah, man. I'm feeling actually really good, man. Okay. I'm uh, We're going to have a good day. It started out good, man. I was a little exhausted, but you got here. Hey. You got a breath of fresh air. I'm ready to get this on a pop, and we got a good weekend. We got a we had a great Stacked, last weekend. Yeah. So stack fight weekend this time. So man, we uh, we up and running, man. What's go? What's good? What are we doing? First, we are gonna talk about who's winning. I'm talking about you, my man, winning this first place at this little competition for yeah. I am awesome for I am RCF.com. Now this was an in-house competition, right? Yeah. So was your biggest competition a bunch of 50-year-old white women as usual? No, it was not. It was not. She was out. It was a whole bunch of basically all the people who were new to. New no. to the uh, classes and new to the um, RCF, so basically just like kind of like introduce said, them on, on what they're looking at if they if they want to do compete. Yeah, it really was, man. So I enjoyed myself, had a good time. Uh, first competition. Are you sure? First. Are you sure you enjoy yeah. yourself? Because I don't know if you do with competition. Because I remember when you said it was for fun. I was like, I don't know. Do you compete for fun? No, not at all. At not all. at all. Okay. At the same time, but um, a trainer told me he was like, you shouldn't have nothing to worry about. But even then, still, I'm like. I still look at everybody. I'm like, all right, what's he doing? All right, he's a little tired. All right, I got him. So it's just, it's just, you know, it's just, you know, whenever you're a yeah. competitor, no matter anybody who steps yeah. anywhere, you're you're always sizing anybody up, yeah. no matter what it is. Yeah. Like I still do it. Whenever I see somebody mm-hmm. who's in hoop shorts or anything, I'm like, I can get him. Hey. He ain't, he ain't when good. I was I battling MCs, <laughs> if I saw a dope MC, I immediately went up and introduced myself and said, "Hi, let him know I feel the force, and I, and I see you because yeah. we may meet." Sometime in the future. Now, <laughs> shout out to my man, Lo and RCF.com. Due to two-week trial, you hear us preaching it every single show. Just now, moved into a new location, too, nice. so make sure you check that out. Uh, we got a lot more space. Um, it's a work in progress, man, and it's doing good. Man, we're, we're growing, too. And we're building Bigger champions. Actually, actually, from the women's division, um, the girl... The girls who won uh, were from Tacoma also, nice. too. So this is what we do. This is what we're Tech breeding at RCF, man. Just exactly. Hey, Lo... I got the text message to save. When I sent my man to you, I said, look, he's super competitive, and he'll probably become your ringer in these CrossFit competitions. <laughs> now that my prediction has started to come full circle, and I can tell the future, obviously, when these you know Reebok and Nike deals start coming in, make sure you remember Squared Circle 101, baby, and throw some sponsorship to it, because you know we love you, and I know you love me. That's my man. Man, listen, how do we keep winning, bro? What you got for me? Hey, yo, man, so... um. Just came over this. So last week my phone broke or whatever, ah. and so like basically I went into a man scra- mad scramble trying to get all the stuff off of it. I saved all my nudes. I saved all my nudes like two weeks earlier. So like I was, I didn't have it, to worry about that. It was like a premonition that. almost. Yeah, it was just, I was like, man, let me just get <laughs> all these I off think my phone. Back these up real quick here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, 
But all the stuff, like my quotes and stuff that I had, were still mm-hmm. on my phone, so I had to get that. I, I saved the nudes, but I didn't save That's those. Right. Are, Difference between men and women. <laughs> dudes are always like, man, all my photos, my nudes. Chicks are like, my text messages. Oh, my text yeah. messages. You mean yeah. your blackmail screenshots? And your, and your uh, yeah, black blackmail screenshots, and then also mm-hmm. your uh, yeah. your selfies. Yeah. So men's is just the nudes, man. And I, you know what? And then after you know, looking hindsight, I was mad because all my quotes were in there too. Right. So a whole bunch of notes that I had written down were in there. So I was disappointed in that, and I'm still trying to recover that. That's okay, man. But anyway, it's motivation to work harder. So just found this one I liked. Every next level of your life will demand a different version of you. Ooh, I like that. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. No, so because it's like um, if you just, no, think I, about, I, just think about the type of person you no. were when you were in high school. Yeah. And then your early 20s, nope. then your mid-20s, yep. then your late 20s, then your early 30s, your mid Like stuff like that. It's just like you, you've gotten better or worse depending well, on what you are, mm-hmm. but your circumstances will always depend and to get better, it's gonna you're you're a brand new you. So yeah, every yeah. next level of your life will demand a different version of you, especially when you're trying to uh, succeed, succeed or yeah. win. And mm-hmm. I love that man because everybody everybody can even when you're like 25 or 21, you might see that younger 19, 18 year old. You might, I know exactly what you're thinking, yeah. exactly where you're at, exactly because I was you. Yeah. Some of us are still you, but yeah. you know exactly where they're at, mm-hmm. and that that makes perfect sense. So I like that. Yeah, I kind of. I have the same theory though with playlists and women because I have different versions of playlists depending on the genre of women. Whether they're like a rocker chick, you know, it might be just some regular chick that's into hip hop or whatever. I have yeah. a separate playlist for each one. It's like it's a Filipino, it's all love songs. Yeah, no, so um, I don't know if you've ever seen the quote from Muhammad Ali. It was like, or was it from Muhammad Ali? I want to say, I think it was, but but he said, the man who's, who thinks the same at 25 as at 50 as he did in 25 has wasted 25 years of his life. Yeah. So it's just like you have to evolve. You have to adapt. You have to constantly always well, get better, though. So That or he's been banging 25-year-olds for the last 25 years, which is still <laughs> not that bad of a draw. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's going to be a good hey, day, man. As hey. we continue to win here, let's talk about my man, No Love, Who Lost. We, we're not going to have too many MMA moments, but you we know might have more. You know what was really funny about that? Go ahead. You know what? Because I actually wanted to start with MMA today. Good. Cool. Wow. It's a coincidence because that's why we're here. But I'm still a Cody Garbrandt, no love fan. Um, He's not your traditional MMA fighter. He has no technical martial arts background, just a boxing and wrestling background. I don't even know who the hell you're talking about, but go ahead. Cody Garbrandt, no love. Whatever. We watched him beat, beat up Dominic Cruz. Okay. It was the first. Uh, uh, I don't know who. First he is. show Go of ahead, the year. Keep talking. Keep talking. It was a fight before Ronda Rousey got knocked out. Um, we were drinking and I didn't pay attention. So yeah, it's you, this guy over here. Dude, it, it's look, like, there's only a few. There's only a few people that I pay attention to. Yeah. There's mighty. Ma- Go ahead, finish Coach okay. Barber or whatever. F- finish about whoever you're talking about. You know T.J. Dillashaw though. So uh, I, know of, I know of TJ Jill. But we Jill saw, Shaw. we had the, on our on our page, facebook.com forward slash square circle 101, we had the sparring video with TJ Dillashaw and Lomachenko. Lomachenko on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Lomachenko took it real easy on him. Yeah. That's what it was. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, Cody Garbrandt, he got a title shot a lot faster than a lot of other guys because he's very marketable. He got that nickname, No Love, and he's very outspoken. But this is a very emotional fight that could have went either way. And he's a, he, his emotions basically lost in the fight. Um, he basically did what... What happened with him was one of these things like when you see... When Shane Mosley fought Mayweather, he hit him with that one good shot and went searching for that one good shot again. And you can't do that with, when you're going against this elite fighters. Because he knocked TJ Dillashaw down and he was looking for that one punch and ended up getting KO'd by a kick. 
Yeah. And it's good to humble this man because you need to know sometimes that even though you got an early shot and you dominated Dominic Cruz, when you get your emotions involved, it's easy to make a bad decision because sometimes the first mistake is what loses you the fight. So hopefully no love will learn with no love loss here because they were, they used to be teammates and this had, you know, a lot of verbal heated, like uh, Cody Garbrandt pulled some, uh, he went, he went to the crates and found a video of uh, him and TJ Dillashaw sparring a long time ago where he dropped him, you know, and the video was so old, he had to record it on the monitor screen from his phone. So he went digging in the crates trying to find something. That's already a bad sign, but no love. I'm still a fan. We brought you up just because of that boxing wrestling history for not being your traditional MMA fighter. And TJ Dillashaw. I, man, can we just call him T. Dillashaw? Because the, the J. Dilla part starting to mess with me. Because I feel like they only one person should have that combination, one, right? Oh, you, should. you know what? Hey, usually I would say man, turn your phone on silent, be professional. But the fact that that's your ringtone, that I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Still turn it on silent. But anyway, I like that you brought that up. Um... I don't know who the hell T.J. Dillashaw is. I think I've seen him. I know I've heard the name a few times. You posted the said, video on our page. I posted. Okay. You know what, though? At the same time, I saw fighting, and you I liked it. You know what? Yeah, I know what you saw. I wanted, Let me check a beat-up MMA fighter. No. What I wanted to talk about when it came to MMA, MMA was I like George St. Pierre. Oh, GSP? GSP, man. He's he's one of those dudes. He has a little bit of swag to him when he fights, too. So it was one of those things. Um, he fought Michael Bixby. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the choke out. The submission that he had, mm-hmm. so like uh, that one was great to watch. I mean, I don't know if he came out of retirement because I know he fought. For he hasn't a while fought in four years now. GSP is the MMA version of Mayweather. He picked the perfect fight to come back on a guy that he has sparred many times in the past. Um, style wise, he knew he should be able to win unless just the four year layoff really hurt him. Um, and he dominated in good fashion and looked great on TV. But this guy has always been that smart with making his matchups. And especially as you get older in your career, I'm pretty sure he's watched Mayweather and was mm-hmm. like, yo, this is genius. This is what to do. Because his first fight back after bet. four years, psh, got a title, exactly. choked him out, and got a good win. And, and he beat a guy that's not generally loved by the public, you know. He's got his fans, but for the most part, they're like, yeah, I'd rather see him lose. Yeah. So, But I, I like GSP. Um, he, was on, yeah, he was on the Joe Rogan show a long time ago, and Joe Rogan was like, is it true that you think you get abducted by aliens? So with GSP, apparently... He says that he didn't say that he thinks he's abducted by aliens, but there's moments in his life where, you know, he could be riding on the road or doing something. And then next thing he comes to is four or five hours later. And he has no recollection of what happened in between that time. Well, duh, that's called MK Ultra. Yeah. If you guys are Illuminati fans <laughs> yeah. or if you search the internet a little that bit. That or brain man. damage from too many yeah. blows to the head, of course. <laughs> but I you don't want to tell your fighter yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he's aliens, bro. He's aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go with aliens. We'll, we'll go, we'll we'll go, go with go. aliens. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to keep you fighting. You know, we got to make sure you got that money rolling in. So, uh, I would rather be, I'd rather claim I've been inducted by aliens than tell you I got a concussion. Right. Because you won't let me fight. I can't make money off of that. Exactly. That's hilarious. All right. So is that enough MMA for right now? That's enough MMA for right now. Let's get into some gangster shit. You know, that's what, that, hey, that's what I tell uh, whenever I get ready to start working out. And it's, Let's uh, go. We got that little low. Man, we got that little low see, or whatever. That's, that's intense, bro. I always tell, always tell my, uh, always tell my coach low. I'm like, yo. Man, let's get into some gangsters right now. Still throws up gang signs for a clean press. <laughs> and <laughs> Lo does too. It's okay. That's why y'all match made him. Yeah. <laughs> now let's talk about Dimitri Bibble. This dude is like they found a pretty fighter here who got a good quick knockout 
Not sure if we really got anything from him talent-wise, but <laughs> really, no, you, yeah. you didn't. You really, you didn't see anything talent-wise, just because. Um, How quick? Who did he fight? Fred Durst or something? No, he uh, Trent Broadhurst. Oh, Broadhurst. Broadhurst. I like the arena that they fought in. You know what it reminded yeah, yeah, yeah. me of? It reminded me of. Um, Adonis Creed from Creed. It reminded me when uh, that first place where you fought uh, in Mexico or whatever. No, not in Mexico. No, this was the nice, the nice venue, man. It looked oh, like uh, when he fought Pretty Ricky. No, not when he pro- fought Pretty Ricky. When he fought uh, Gabe Rosado. Gabe Rosado. When he fought Gabe Rosado, and it was just nice. It was elegant. It reminded me of like uh, what was it? You seen? Uh, have you seen the movie Gangster Number One? <laughs> so Gangster Number One, you. Got, I guarantee you, ninety nine point nine percent of you guys have not seen it. Gangster Number One. It's a, it's a, cla- it's a, cla- it's, it's, it's a gangster class, classic, yeah. man. If you it's see one of those it, you have to dig in like the crazy. Layer it's cake like, and those other British yeah, cakes and movies yeah, so too. So anyway, it's just like how the movie starts out. There, it's like everybody's in suits. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in like these are mobsters that's in yeah. here, man. And you got a nice, you got big chandeliers. You got mm-hmm. everybody got champagne out. It's not like it's not like these fights that we see yeah. now, though. But I like the venue in that. But uh, Dimitri, he just lined up a perfectly nice <laughs> shot. Um, KTFO. Yeah, KTFO. Round one, um, Dimitri Bivol came up eleven and zero with the nine knockouts. Trent Broadhurst, he was he was solid though. Yeah. Uh, Twenty and one with twelve knockouts, but um, all the hype that was surrounded Bivol, I already knew that he was going to win before I heard that because yeah. when I looked at his trainer, his trainer looked like Mr. Miyagi. Ah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I just thought he had better training. And yeah. so it didn't look like it was. Uh, we've seen a couple of these. We've seen it with. Um, I have to go through the he list. He had a boxing but... trainer coming with a headband with the Japanese flag on it and the martial arts <laughs> uniform. It's weird. You, so, you know, uh, Mr. Miyagi in real life was a comedian before he got into all those roles? Stand up oh, comedian. What? Yeah. Because he was on the show Happy Days and stuff, but he was doing stand up comedy. He was on Happy Days? Yeah, that's how old he was. Yeah. He's like the bartender or something. No, he worked at the cafe or whatever. For anybody who doesn't know Happy Days, I'm not no, going to go into that no, one. No, <laughs> we're not. Yeah, man, we're, you know, yeah. this is this is way before. Half of our fans know Happy Days. The other half, they're like, what, are you talking about today, yesterday? No, maybe I, half of our fans. Isn't that a song by the dude from NERD? <laughs> if you've seen, if you've seen The Waterboy with Adam Sandler, <laughs> the <laughs> head coach was the Fonz, and he was the coolest man on the planet. That <laughs> ah. lets you know, that lets you know how old Happy Days was. Yeah. But anyway... They were talking about uh, Sullivan Barrera. Yeah, um, as his one next one? The, as, was his next fight. He ain't ready for that. Not at all. Not at all. You know what? I'm glad we're... Slow hey, down. Hey, Slow hey, down, hey, homie. Hey, I understand. Look, yeah. there's only so many Lomachenkos out there. <laughs> right? You got knockout power, but hey, man. Now, now, granted, maybe we don't know. Maybe we don't know because this is a small yeah. sample size from what we've seen on this. We've seen Dimitri Bivol before, mm-hmm. but when you're knocking out everybody, that doesn't really show us much. Not much at all, especially when you go against a guy whose one loss is against Andre Ward. Andre Ward. Um, he got knocked out, knocked down hard against Joe Smith Jr., came back, schooled him, and broke his jaw. Mm-hmm. And he has dominated pretty much everybody he's been in the ring with, even through his amateur career to pro careers, except for Andre Ward because that's just another level. And with Bivol... It's always a bad idea when you just when you got when the light is shining on you and it's all because of your knockout power. You can't throw him in with the slick fighter because the slick fighter almost wins every time unless you just catch him. And then at that point, it's just a gamble and luck, right? Yeah. That's all that is, and that's never a good game plan to go into a fight. But Dimitri Bivol, way to give us a nice little KTFO. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of hype leading up to this fight. It was similar to the Peter Quill and Dallin Jacobs. And, and that's the, and the same Lubin. exact thing. Same thing. <laughs> so, and I and I love and hate those fights when they happen because at the same time, I'm like, well, I guess we figured that out quick. Who was better? Yep. 
Now, next up. Let's move on. Go ahead. Let's talk about Sergey Lipinitz. Okay. I like Sergey Lipinitz. You know why? Why? He's like Troy Dorsey. Troy Dorsey was a world champion kickboxer and also a world champion boxer. Titles in two different sports. Sergey Lipinitz did the same thing. Um, he went against Akira Akondo. Did I get the first name right? Akira Kondo. Japanese fighters are game. This man, was close. Man, this is that's the judges that, had that fight way off because I thought that was a really close fight. Who you know what? I like what you said. What is what is I know you can't read good, but what does this say? What does this say right there? Uh based No. Oh, biased commentating. Biased commentating. So the fact that we watch a lot of you guys don't know, so yeah. we before we start these shows, we always watch these fights. Most of the time it's gonna be separate. Yeah. But the fact that you brought it up uh, how the commentator was and it was biased mm-hmm. because like you know you'll see it and notice it really notice it whenever you guys watch the fights listen to the commentating mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's they tell of you a lot of relevant a, a lot of relevant stuff mm-hmm. but then actually they see who the favorites is yeah. boxing is like one of the only sports well, where it's just like it's a clear cut favorite who they want to win and you don't have to coach these guys up to let them know who the network guy is yeah you know at all at all so at the same time though I like to Akira Kondo, he stayed on top. You know, he kind of reminded me of, uh, and they mentioned it, like, uh, he, not the fighting style, but Yoshiro Kama guy. Yep. Even though he was getting killed by uh, Miguel Kodo, he stayed on top. Right he on stayed, top. These Japanese fighters, man, they these guys are, are problems at Kamikaze, all times. You time, have though, to kill them. So this dude was tough as nails. Um, Sergey Lipinis came in at 12 and 0 with uh, 10 knockouts. Akira Kondo was 29 and 6 Looks with good, a 16. Um, they fought for the IBF Super Lightweight Title. Uh, that our uh, our pound for pound king Terence Crawford had vacated mm-hmm. three times as many fights, man. Like, and you saw you saw the different. Sergey Lipinitz was a different class of fighter. He was a better class. He was pa- mm-hmm. he was ca- patient, um, and he was killing the body too. Yeah. which I know I thought Good it was like if it was going down, he went down to the body. But like, very disciplined oh, too. Very disciplined. Yeah. It was a great. It was a great match. It was a good fight. It was a really good fight. Uh, fight, but um, the commentator I think was what messed it up yeah, uh, a little bit to me. I thought it was a lot closer than what the uh, I thought. Judges I thought he it. won maybe by two rounds, two or three yeah, rounds at that, the most. But yeah. I didn't have it. The 118, 118, 110, Two other judges had one seventeen, one eleven. Yeah, and that's just so. yeah. I don't know how there was too many close rounds in there. Yeah, to where even that near the end of the round where I thought Kondo might have stole it, I still think Sergey Lipinitz won. Now he's. I don't know if he mentioned it or it was his handlers who mentioned it, but they're talking about Adrian Broner. Now, is this... This is just trying to get a name in the ring, right? They got to be thinking boner shot. <laughs> they think boner shot is load, and he's going to be the ripe opponent because you know that the 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 title... Well, the IBF will sanction the fight because it's Adrian Boner, and it gives you a good money draw name. Yep. But I personally don't think... He's up to that skill level yet, but it depends which boner shows up. We see we the thing is, you see what kind of fighters Adrian Broner loses to. Mm-hmm. Sergey Lipinitz is not that fighter that Adrian Broner is going to lose to. I don't feel. In I, the don't, same th- th- I think it'll be a, it could be a good fight, but at the same it class tells over time. <laughs> Adrian Broner is a different class of fighter, and I don't I honestly don't think he has what it takes to beat somebody like Adrian Broner. So, yeah, if you're going after the money, we've seen it before where somebody wins a title, they go after a bigger name, yep. and then they lose their title. Hey, man, it can think- happen. If you if you don't want to hold on to your title too much, yep. I mean, I mean, I respect you if you want to fight. I respect that if you want to fight somebody who's a better class mm-hmm. and you want to get out there and you want to get your name up. I, I respect that. Mm-hmm. But 
yo, man, right now you're you're 13 fights in. Yeah, and you're and you're real slick with it. And in order to beat Boner, you have to, you have to, you have to, you know, you have to show your dominance right away. Yeah, you have to show no fear. Medina came in and had to bully him. Mikey Garcia came in, showed his dominance, Sean no Porter. fear. Sean Porter, same thing, showed no fear, dominance, and that's how you win. And with a guy like Sergey Lipinitz trying to call him out now, you're going to be too cautious and want to stick to your game plan, and, and Boner will mess with you. And then overall, just talent-wise, you're not there. You're not there yet. Yeah. yeah. It'll, that'll be a problem for you, bro. That'll yeah. be a problem. <laughs> that's for sure. But it was good to see him in the ring. I like what he has to offer. Might be getting his belt a little too early, but hey, there's going to be three more of them soon out there for 140 because we just giving them away now since Terrence Crawford don't need them. Now let's talk about Showtime. All right, we're talking about Showtime, and then I'm just going to start this off. We we say this every other – well, we, we mention this quite a few – quite often. Mm-hmm. To me, this is a fight of the year candidate. Great fight. It was a great fight to me, in my I mean, opinion. I love Adrian Granados. Uh, I love Adrian Granados. Right. I, like, I, this, this, is, this fight really yeah. made me fall in love with – first right. of all, hey, this I, guy will never get knocked out. No. He will never get yeah. knocked out at all. At all, hey, Adrian Granado. He, he would be in my first three picks of a guy that backed me up in a fight. It, 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 for real, he he really will. This was a different Sean Porter than I've ever seen. Bro, his side to side movement was his great. movement, his defense. Insane. Oh, not just forward leaning on you. Not just leaning on you. And and the thing. So this is my first thing when he first came out. Sean Porter is Sean Porter. He's always going to fight like he was. But this, his relentlessness. But then his defense really stepped up. Yo, this is a different. Movement. This is a different Sean Porter than Keith Thurman fought. He's in the zone. So when I was watching this fight, the first thing I, that came to my head was that Sean Porter right now is one of the best things for boxing out there. Yeah. Now I love Keith Thurman. I like Danny Garcia, and I like all these guys' names. But it's Sean Porter is the one that keeps all these guys on their toes. Yeah. Because Sean Porter is here to fight and win at any, and get, win like, at any like, given day. It, we've talked about this a few times. There are some people who are just like, all right, yeah, I can fight him again. Um, Danny, Gar- Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman, whether it's either or. I can mm-hmm. see Keith Thurman looking at Danny Garcia. But yeah, I'll fight him again. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, let's let's get it. Let's make mm-hmm. a move. Hey, what about Sean Porter? Do we have to? Man, hey, I mean, hold on. I, I got to get mentally prepared to fight for a Sean right? Porter because not only does he demand a lot from you mentally, he demands the most from you physically, man. Yep. And it's... 36 minutes mm-hmm. in there with somebody who's a bully mm-hmm. and who's powerful Who and now has, head, has yeah. head movement now in good defense. Yo, man, this is a different This is a different. I was guy, really man. impressed when he got Granados on the ropes. Normally what Sean Porter would do was just continue to move forward and try to go to the body yeah. and take you out. Instead, instead of he was patient and stepped to the side right away and got a different yeah. angle, even got him off the ropes and put him back in it. Exactly. Hey. And I loved it. I mean, Sean, it, I, that's why I like Timothy Bradley so much because Sean yeah. Porter's right there with him. Because yeah. if you see that name that you got to fight, whether you know, you know or think you can win, you, you're in for a dog fight. He out Granados Granados. Right. Like, that's, that's right. really, I was just like, be, hey, but no, 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 hold on. We're, we're, giving, a, we're giving Sean Porter a lot of credit, hey. which he deserves. Adrian Granados is probably the toughest competitor oh, out there, period. Don't nobody want to fight him at 140. At all. So nobody, he had to go to no, 147. Yeah, so like, I understand. You saw yeah. what he did to Miramon, man. Yeah. He's a spoiler. Mm-hmm. This guy, and he just fought, what, a month ago? Something like that, like two, uh, two months ago. You know what? Go ahead. Continue talking, man. Let me look it up real quick. I bro. mean, because the, the fight he had with Adrian Broner was questionable. Could have been a draw. I thought I thought Boner won by one, but it was still a good, close, tough fight. It, he, he's, he's from Chicago, so you know he's from tough cities. This dude has, like, I don't know, he can absorb a punch. 
and he has no will of quit inside him. At like all. even when he had to get off the ropes, he never took his eyes off him, and he always stood and fight. And every time you think that he's getting hurt or worn out, he was like, "Come on, dude! This dude takes like the, the punches." I hope he got a good woman because she could be have to take care of him later, probably. <laughs> so, like the punches we saw that Canelo gave Triple G puts anybody down. Yep. Same with Triple G. The punch, Canelo, yep. the, yeah, the punches that Sean Porter gave Adrian Granados should put anybody else down. Anybody. This dude walked through him and just kept talking. And then even after the fight, he just had, hey, we all know I won that fight. You didn't. You did not. You did not at all. You like, did a you great got, performance. You got, you got, and you're going to continue tops, to get checks. At Don't tops, worry. I give you three rounds. At tops, I give you three rounds. Maybe four. Maybe four. four. Maybe maybe four I, Four tops, I you give you four rounds. got the last two for sure, and then, yeah. And that's because, oh, and did you hear after that? Sean Porter, about the 10th round, he ended up fighting with a broken hand. Yep. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He said his dad said it was, though. Um... Better defense. This is a different Porter. He broke his head the on hooks, his face. though. Sean Porter's hooks were just on point and flush. It was it was gorgeous to watch this. If you got Adrian Granados versus Sean Porter, if you guys did not watch it, watch this fight. Watch it again. This was a great fight too, because you're talking about Adrian Granados, man. His record does not speak volumes of what this guy is, man. So right now, after this loss, he's 18 to six with 11 knockouts. I like this dude. I will always. Hey. This is one of those guys that I'll go out of my way to fight. Yeah. I mean, not to fight. I lied. <laughs> well, I lied. Well, to watch hey, him fight. Adrian, if you listen to the show, <laughs> he been on maybe RCS with CrossFit. That's He's about a, it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, at the same time, I do outweigh him by about 65 pounds. You're going to need maybe 20 more. <laughs> you need 20 more pounds on that one. But, Let's see if we can hey. get him out, though. Um, now, I followed Sean Porter's career for a long time. Yeah. From Showbox New Generation, since he was from his amateur, when he was a spar partner with Manny Pacquiao. So I like Sean Porter. The most impressive thing to me is for a guy who's got who's 30 fights in, to watch them still advance their game yeah. is just mental most people, preparation most, and tough. Most people are still there. stuck in their ways at this you type of age. You can show new tricks, go, but yeah. the habit kicks in. Um, Adrian Granados, we did not mention his uh, two tackles that he had in the oh, fight. So, um, not a, not a, yeah, the two. I guess one we should have brought this up right pin. after the MMA, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but the, the two, uh, the two tackles, um, my Redskins could use this guy. Um, our defense is depleted a little bit, our secondary. So, like, maybe we, he's 140 pounds. I well, mean, we know we can take a hit. I'd probably put him as, a, yeah, I'd put him as a free safety, though, but, um. We can play both sides. Styles make fights. Mm-hmm. This this style made fights for sure. Styles make fights. I don't know if Thurman or Garcia can beat this guy. Granados. Granados. Uh, but he's... <sighs> is it? It could it be? Could it be? My hate for both of them, or maybe? my hate for uh, Garcia and Thurman. But at the same time, from what I've just seen out of this, put him in the ring with uh, put him in the ring with Keith Thurman and put him in the ring with Danny Garcia. So Keith Thurman, that's a pick 'em fight to me. Keith Thurman is one of the smartest fighters out there, I think, yeah. and his boxing knowledge gets underrated. And he would know not to get lured into a brawl with Gage Granados, and he would box him the whole time. It probably wouldn't be an entertaining fight, but get the win easy. Danny Garcia is Puerto Rican. And he can get lured into a brawl, especially to a guy that he doesn't believe can knock him out. Yeah. And I can see Danny Garcia losing to him. Yeah. Easy. Definitely for sure. Keith Thurman, he, I don't think he gets enough credit for his boxing knowledge. Um, uh, Granados is not going to get yeah. knocked out. No, not at if, all. Show me the man who's going to knock yeah. out Adrian Granados. And I'm just going to say yeah. that right now. Granados is one of those fighters, you put him in with anybody, any welterweight. Mm-hmm. Except Earl Spence, maybe, yeah. and Terrence Crawford. That's yeah. it. But anybody, anybody sub level those guys, he's not getting knocked out. No. I don't think Keith Thurman can th- keep this guy off of him. 
don't know, man. He, look, look, he kept they, Sean they, Porter they off said, him. He, Barely. Barely, yeah. Barely. And it took Sean Porter to break his hand to keep him, like, to really to get him to back he up. He had to break his hand on he his had face. To, he, he did. And he, he lost the two rounds after that. But, yes, exactly. He was like, oh, your hand's broke? It, relentless, relentless. And, and it wasn't, he wasn't punch yeah. drunk after the fight. He really put it out there. Andrew Granados, man, I'm I'm a legit fan of this yeah. guy. Whether he wins or loses, he's one of those I always want to see him fight. I will always want to see him fight. Hey, I don't give I don't give a damn if he has 20 losses on his record. I know I'm in for a good matchup whenever he's in there. And one of the things I love about boxing kind of back on this rise is that this is going to get him more fights mm-hmm. because you're not necessarily a gatekeeper. You're not. You're, you're not. You're not at that you're subtle not. crash level or like that. Gabe Rosado level. Gabe Rosado yes, like, level. You're, that, like you're he's still a, a he's feared, a, legit opponent who has a legit chance to get a world title. For real. Because at any given gotta, moment, any given moment, you give him a fight, I still will have somebody. I, I'm like, hey man, this ain't no walkthrough. This ain't no walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Sean Porter's a different class. Yeah. Adrian Broner's a different class. Mm-hmm. Anybody outside of that, man, like here, I still got his, I still got his box rack up, man. Yeah, like, those were tough fights. Amir Mom, they called him the young master. He was undefeated, man. This dude is, this dude is a savage, man. I like Adrian Granados a lot, and I can't wait to, see, I can't wait. This, this dude so vicious, man. He got knocked down by Amir Mamon like in the second round, and then came back and knocked him out. Oh, for real? Just it just, no, nah, he didn't knock him. It was a TKO, man. TKO, yeah. And then even it, with the Amir Mom fight. He was like, yo, man, there's nothing I can do about this kid, man. And Mary Mom yeah. didn't have enough power to keep to put him down Couldn't and get, keep him just off. Just doesn't quit. Nobody does. Yeah. After, if, if you can't keep Sean Porter, if you can keep Sean Porter off of you or you can't keep Sean Porter, it's like nobody else is going to be able to do that. So who do we who do we see? Now, we know that Sean Porter's in the mix for, for the possible Thurman rematch. Uh, but who do you want to see Granados next, fight next before we move on? Who do you want to see him? Who's a good, legit 147-pounder? I got a good thought, Mike. You know who? Be if if he didn't have if he didn't have um, a, a fight coming up. Is he Lamont Peterson? No. Okay, that's my first no, thought. Lamont no. Peterson. Le- Lamont Peterson would get killed. I honestly think Adrian Granados would hey, kill. I forgot about Lamont Peterson until he got this fight lined up. Errol Spence. I was like, oh yeah, man. He's still gonna get he's killed. He's still fighting. He's still gonna get killed. At least he's gonna get killed by Terrence Crawford. Yeah. I would like to see. I would. He, he doesn't deserve a title shot mm-hmm. after this. But I honestly think Adrian Granados would kill Jeff Horn. Yeah, probably. I would I would see Adrian Granados beating somebody like Jeff Horn. Ooh. I want to see him fight Danny Garcia. Lucas Matisse. Ooh, that's a good one right there. Lucas Matisse. Maybe we can get Provodikov out of retirement, too. Man, if we got... Hey, I, w- I don't even want that sanction, man. <laughs> Granados like, would like, fight both like, of them same night. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> same night. Diggstown. You know Diggstown style, man. No, that would be great. That would be great. Now, uh... This popped in my head, man. You know, Ricardo Mayorga just retired yeah. recently. I guess he, he he fought last weekend and got knocked out. And he was one of those guys that you had to knock out because he never quit. He never quit. Loved Mayorga because after his fights, you know, he was in there with a beer and a cigarette in the middle of the ring, even when there was a no-smoking arena. So shout-out to him and his career. We had fun with you while, while you entertained us. Now let's talk about this Hold while. on. Before we start. Yeah. I need another beer. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know what you want to do. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm all always right, good for a couple jokes, you know. Hey, man. Um, I'll crack myself up Get in the here. plugs. Tell them about the apps. Tell them about all that. Hold on. I'll the be right Square back, Circle y'all. app, it's available in Google Play and iOS. Make sure you rate us on there. You love the app. It's going to be your best one-stop spot for all your boxing needs. We got the BoxCast. That's exclusive to listen to the show if you're not subscribed to your other outlets. 
we got the FOTY. It's Fight of the Year section. Every fight of the year from 1961 to the current. Then we have the KTFO section. That is my favorite section ever. You're getting knocked to F out. This is just pure entertainment. One punch sleeps. You can show it to your kids to remind them if they don't listen. Yo, this might happen to you. We got boxing odds. So if you want to feel a little whirly dervish and you want to throw some money out there, we got the odds in there. You can go up to date, check it out. Upcoming matches, boxing results. Everything you need is available in that Square Circle app. So just download it. Tell your friends about it. Let them know. All right? Because we're doing big things. Energy transcends. We're the number one show in the PNW, and we only getting better, baby. We only getting better. But now we're ready to wild out. Now, we had Deontay Wilder remains stubborn in the rematch. I hyped myself up for this fight. <laughs> That's for sure. Because I was like, I was telling myself, man, Stavern, I'm glad he's getting this rematch. He was a legit opponent. Now, it's easy. You can tell when one fighter's game excels and another one doesn't. And the, the first bad sign for Stavern was before the fight, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, whoever the Showtime guy is that was sitting there with him. He was Jim like, Gray? Yeah, he was I like, yes. He was like, yeah, yes. So you came in about 20 pounds heavier than normal. He was like, yeah, well... You know, when I in the morning when I knew I was gonna make weight, yeah, cause, uh, yeah, all I had to do be was over two hundred. I decided to have a nice big breakfast. I'm like, oh man, this guy's gonna be lethargic, slow, stuffed his face. I'm not sure how dedicated he is. It had one loss in the last two losses in the last two years. Uh-huh. I didn't realize how long of a layoff. Yep. But then Wilder came out shining, solid. And you could tell he was hungry and ready for this. Okay. Because he wants bigger, this better is, things. This is what I saw. So the fact that he, um, one thing I appreciate about it remains to burn is he, when he talked about I didn't I wasn't trying to struggle to make weight. Yeah, you're a heavyweight. You didn't when I was when I was training. Butterbean didn't have to struggle hey, to make weight. When I was training, I stopped running and I went to go after practice. I would go get triple cheeseburgers. I'm like I'm a heavyweight. I, don't, I was like good, yeah. I was a, I was a small yeah. heavyweight, but I was still heavyweight. It's like I ain't got to lose. It's like Shaq so it's just McDonald's. Like, it's like I thought he'd be more comfortable with his body. I mean, we seen Chris Ariola. We have mm-hmm. seen the out of shape. Like they yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. have the Mike Tyson's or the Evander they, Holyfield. They got the, or the WF you know, body. The, yeah, so I, I understood that, and so but the two year layoff. The one the one thing that that got me <laughs> was now. We were both busy. I had a long weekend. I had the competition. I had to work. I had the Redskins versus Seahawks game. You know, Congratulations we won on the winter. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Oh, I should say thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, you're, you're, you're welcome <laughs> for those losses, man. But anyway, he said this fight would be completely different than the first fight. Well, he's right. You were right. 100% correct, buddy. <laughs> you were, the first fight went 12 rounds. This one went one. And was When crazy. he first <laughs> dropped him, was just a solid crisp one two. He landed no shots. One two. He Not landed one? no shots. Wow. He la- the wow. copy box says Bermain Stavern landed no punches landed. Wow. Yeah. He hasn't fought in two years. Now, we're, we're not even going to analyze this fight. If you there's fly no, re- there's to no Haiti, reason. you're going to get hit with more punches than he landed. <laughs> this is a, Deontay Wilder, this is a Roy Jones treatment. And if you don't know what the Mo- Roy Jones treatment, this was the Montel Griffin. This was, okay, all right, let me show you how this fight should have hey, gone. He First came round out KO. all business. Dropped him quick. Yep. Then the second time, and then it was time to showboat a little bit. Now I thought I thought there wouldn't be more memes than when Manny Pacquiao got knocked out because hey. those were hilarious. But yeah. they killing it with the Bermain Severn ones. They are killing it with got the memes. Limbo in. They got up and then hey yo, my man Haha Davis, man. Hey yo, big fella. Hey yo, big fella. Hey yo, get up. You're gonna meet God. <laughs> Guard. 
guard. Hey, but he, they, he has the best memes out there. Deontay Wilder. This is one of the few guys you can get knocked out by and, and really still have some face. But when you become a meme, yeah, mm, it's hard. It's because hard. like at, at the, all, the, at the, so Deontay Wilder right now he is thirty nine and O with thirty eight knockouts. So the only time he person he didn't knock out was Bermain Stavern in their first fight, which all went all twelve rounds. Mm-hmm. Now at the same time, class those over time on this one. Not even class those over even, time. Yeah. The Bermain Stavern was a step in. Yep, he was a step in. He was he was already scheduled to fight on this card. He's supposed to fight Dominic Brazil. But then the Lewis Ortiz fight didn't mm-hmm. did not happen, so he stepped up right away for it for another for a shot in a rematch, which is the smart thing to do yep. as long as you make the right preparations for it. Yeah, now it should be able to convert your training camp over for a guy you've already fought once. Yeah, you would think so. Right, but, but at the same time, is after a two year layoff, man, you don't really want to step in with this guy, not with somebody who has this type of power. And I'm glad to see that. It, it was it was good proof that Deontay Wilder skills did advance in the last two years. He did get better. I I don't know that. I didn't see enough to for it. Remember Deontay like, Wilder his, didn't even know he had a jab until he yeah. ripped his bicep. Yeah. And then we found out he had a beautiful jab. Yeah. And he, he landed did, and a he, great no, one. No, he brought no he brought that he brought that out too. So. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So. I just posted, I don't know if you saw it, and if you guys haven't seen it, you can go on facebook.com forward slash square circle 101. Um, Deontay Wilder, real subtle. Actually, he's not subtle. He's kind of brash, actually. I don't know why I'm lying. I think it's just the Alabama. So just, next yeah. <laughs> Calls out Anthony Joshua. It's, now. It's 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 instinct. It's what it fighters stinked. do. And I'm pretty sure everybody around him is telling him to do it. So even if that wasn't his first thought, he can't avoid the thought. It's like Inception. No, it real, real talk. Mm-hmm. So, Anthony Joshua just got done fighting Carlos Tackham, which was also a stand-in at the last minute. Who was he supposed to fight before that? Kubrick Pulev. Kubrick Pulev. Who has had issues with PEDs and suddenly injured his shoulder. Yep. And then so, and then we have Deontay Wilder, who was supposed to fight Louis Ortiz. King Kong. Yep. Um, So, basically, both of these two linear heavyweights who are on a collision Mm -hmm. course had to fight two guys who were stand-ins. One guy went nine rounds, eight rounds. And got a gift stoppage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Carlos Tackham. He could have went off a little bit better. He, it was going now, pretty he long. Was the fight, he was losing the fight. Probably going to lose yeah. the fight. But if a guy lands two punches, you don't just jump in and stop it. Yep. And then we got Deontay Wilder, who took care of business right away. Right away. Right away. So when it comes to the way how they won, Deontay Wilder looks better as far as what he did to his opponent. Now, they say T- Tackham was... Already the set stand-in in case something did not go through with the Pulev fight. I don't know how true that story is, but it would make sense if he was already preparing for it. But at the same time, I didn't, I didn't get the urgency from Anthony Joshua. Carl Taker was a, was a live dog in there and made him work for that win, even though he was pretty pretty much losing that whole fight. Romain Severn just, just got overwhelmed and just was not ready for a bigger and better Wilder. Now, how soon do we want to fight like this? Because there's still Joseph Parker year. out there. This time next year. That's, that's what I, I say, this time I next year. This time next year, I do not want them to fight right away. They have to build money. And then also at the same time, I wouldn't mind seeing Anthony Joshua or when... Here, hold on. So what do we do with Joseph Parker? Because Joseph Parker, he's he's all the way out there in New Zealand. You know, he's got that... Like, like David Tua, he's out there. But he has to come out here to get the money fights as a heavyweight champion. Now, he's not going to be able to get... 
Anthony Joshua to fight New Zealand or Deontay Wilder because that negotiation room just isn't there. Just because Jeff Horn beat Manny Pacquiao mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can lure guys out like that of this status. Um, Joseph Parker doesn't have the kind of power as these two dudes do, but he's also that one that could be a spoiler for either one of those guys. Tune-up fights. Um, I would I would allow these guys to have two good, solid tune-up fights before getting into there. Just like how um, Sergey Kovalev had Isaac Chalimba before that, mm-hmm. and then how uh, it? Andre Ward had Alexander Brand before that, and Salvador Barrera before that. Like before they met up their fight. Mm-hmm. So these guys need somebody who has good opposition, but not enough to where it's going to be a bloodbath. Maybe like Dominic Brazil. Dominic Brazil. Throw him in there with like one that. of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, even Cuban Pulev is a good matchup. I don't know if you want to go after King uh, King Kong Ortiz. Nah. Well, I don't think like the thing is the money's on the line, and I want to see. And I want to see the I want to see this fight, and I want to see these guys both healthy. So I don't want anything that's going to derail that. Yeah, yeah. So and then the thing is, no I'm still I'm still to da- down to watch those fights even after they even fight. After, yeah. So like we know who's going to be the undisputed champ after that, but mm-hmm. at the same time, anything after that is still going to be a good fight. Now, what one of the things with when when people felt like boxing was dead is because there were there was no American heavyweight. Now the heavyweight division is the only division out there where. If you knock a guy out in the first round, it still has a possibility of a trilogy because of the size of these men. If Canelo would have knocked out Triple G in the first round, there'd be no rematch. That's yeah, it. That's, all. It. That's all. So even with with Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, if there's a knockout in the first or second round, we'll probably get a second fight. You because have to. you have to. Now we have a because guy that has got... power in two hands and the guy who has devastating power in one. So we have Anthony Joshua who's a hundred percent knockout ratio and we got Deontay Wilder, who 99? has a 90, 98%, yeah. 97% knockout ratio. Yeah, you expect somebody yeah. to get knocked out. So yeah, I'd be have, so uh, disappointed that fight with the distance. Well, I don't know, because that, that, that would show that they even have great chins, or they both boxers. just fought a bunch of bums. One of the, one of the other yeah. there. I, I, think, uh, I think it's great. I think uh, it's great chins, hopefully. It's, it's, that's a pick em fight to yeah. me. Anthony Joshua is a better boxer. Deontay, Deontay Wilder has better power, and I think he'd catch you at any time. So even when even when Bermain Stavern was blocking his shots, they still hurt. He was still catching them on the glove and still getting hurt Feel, with blocks. It. So it's feeling just like... It. Yeah. <sighs> Two different pedigrees, man, just like with Canelo Triple G. We have the one who's the amateur standout, Anthony Joshua, a gold medalist. You know, represented his country. And then you got Deontay Wilder. He's from Alabama. He's from a football state. Mm-hmm. And chose to fight, had to fight, to, to just pay for his daughter's doctor bill. So this is a good dad. He's a good model American. Got a bronze medal at the, you know, in the Olympics representing his country. But when he chose boxing, well, boxing basically chose him because it was part of his survival. Versus Anthony Joshua, who was recognized quick and put through a good amateur program. And he's pretty in the face. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the prettiest dudes out there. And that's hard to do when you're a heavyweight because you're taking blows to the head, you know? So, this fight has to happen next fall. If they try to push it back longer, something's going to go wrong. If they batch him up with the wrong people too early, it could never happen. Tell me if I'm wrong or not. Was Anthony Joshua 250 pounds when he fought uh, his last fight? No. This fight was 250, but he normally comes in about 230, so he came in 20 pounds heavier. So not sure why De- Deontay Wilder was 220 when he walked into this. That's fight. about right. That's what he normally walks in. And then we got Anthony Joshua at six six, and we got Deontay Wilder at six, six seven. seven. 
So I feel like that 250 would hinder Anthony Joshua. I think we should get rid was, of the boxing gloves, give him shields and axes and swords, and put him in the middle of the arena. And we just arena. thumbs up, thumbs like, down this at is, the end of the This fight. is one of those, somebody has to die after this. <laughs> and then whoever dies, <laughs> you're still going to live on Let's in glory. Let's do the hand wraps, like, dipped get, in honey and <laughs> glass, <laughs> a kickboxing hey, Let's do that. I like that one. It was a little bit more humane. <laughs> you know, they can't do it in Vegas because you know glass bottles are illegal there now. So oh. <laughs> we'd have to have it in the UK. Now, one thing about this fight, millennials, ne- so, right? soft. so soft. Negotiation power is gonna be is gonna be crucial in this fight because Deontay Wilder is gonna have no problem going overseas to fight him, and he might not have any problems till he actually gets there and everybody's spitting on him, throwing things at him. Also, if I was Deontay Wilder, I would find a way. To just confront Anthony Joshua. If you could just bump into him in Vegas at another fight, then this fight could happen in Vegas because that's where everybody's going to see the beef start. If not, that negotiation power is all in Eddie Hearn's hands because <laughs> Anthony Joshua gets three songs before he comes out to the ring. he got his own DJ. Yeah. There's more money there to fight him. That's just what it is. And Eddie Hearn is making moves right now. So, if I was Deontay Wilder, you got to bump into this dude at least in Vegas. And, you know, don't start a fight with him. We want to save this for the right time. But we got to make a scene. And if that scene happens in Vegas, everybody's going to want that fight to happen in Vegas. And that's going to be the best way to get that mental edge over him. So, hopefully he'll listen to me. I know he's a fan of this show. My man, Bronze Bomber. Shout out. Now, let's go ahead. Let's move on, man. Because we're going to be talking about these guys a lot in the future. Now, two 10-men return. Wait a minute. Or 10-mans. Two 10-mans. Or 10-mans. I don't know. Ten men. Ten men. Two, t- two ten men. Yeah, I don't know if this. I don't know if that could even be plural. But if anything, they might share a heart. <laughs> now, one of the funny things is Eurokas Gamboa. You know, great amateur standout, former champion. He lost to Robinson Castellanos, who had quit. Mm. You know, he quit on the quit, quit at the yep. corner. But Castellanos was scheduled to fight Jason Sosa. Had to pull out. Gamboa is jumping in to stand in for the fight. This is probably going to be a bad idea for him. Because Jason Sosa will probably knock him out. I think Gamboa, I, I think he's shop-worn now at this point. Still got good, quick hands of skill, but I, I don't think his, his chin's going to be there. And then we got the other tin man that shouldn't even be returning. Chavez Jr. Look, Chavez Jr. He's living off his name alone, man. That it, we, we know what that Despite is. Despite my personal issues with you and what you've costed me in the past, <laughs> there's nothing wrong what with... They, what do they cost you? Man, a a poster? Autographed gloves and a chance... For two tickets to any boxing event I wanted to, that Showtime what fight was, was that? hosting. Was that the Sergio? Was that the? It, it would have been Sergio Martinez. It would have been whatever one I wanted to. No, it was against Andre no. Fafara. Andre Fafara. And that would have been yeah. my my. That would have been my forty-five streak because fifty was one you had to get to. Yeah. So I was like right there. Now, Chavez Jr., there's nothing wrong with you living off your name in Mexico. That's fine. You can do that, and everybody would still have the same respect for you. Don't do a boxing. Now, yeah. <laughs> just, just don't do pick any other profession. Do anything else. Pick any other profession. Not you, boxing. Hey, you could become that comedic entertainment at the bar, come out in the boxing gloves just for fun, you know, with a couple girls just around Just open up you. a whole bunch of bars. Right? Open up a whole bunch of bars. Just boxing bars. Just we'll call any, it Tin Man uh, in Spanish, whatever it is. <laughs> Actually, Tin Man in Spanish tin, would be tin a good hombre. name. <laughs> tin, tin Hombre. Oh, man, it's horrible. Uh, Hombre de tin. So what would, what would, like, the Wizard of Oz tin man look like in Mexico? <laughs> we're five, not, we're not, five different colors. We can, we can only be, we can be racist 
off air. Okay, okay. Not, not on air. Okay, don't, okay, don't, okay. don't tempt me with that. We do have a lot of fans in Mexico. So <laughs> okay. they, they do apparently understand English. I don't think they just listen to us for the for the energy and excitement. But I watch boxing in uh, different languages. I have no problem doing that, man. I love it. <laughs> Now, Chavez Jr., it's a, it's okay, man, just to live off the name. I don't think there's anything left for you in boxing. There's nothing for you to prove. You don't have the desire to be anything better. Yeah. Let's move. We're going to move on from you like you need to move on from the game. I think um, I don't mind seeing Chavez Jr. over and over again as long as he's getting beat up. I never want to see him fight for a title shot, but if he's taking punches to the face, I, I don't mind seeing that <laughs> over and over Neither again. Neither do I. Yeah, Neither so it's I. just like, yeah, put him in. The, yeah, give him Chavez. Give him Chavez. Like, like he'd be one of those guys as if they were in the same weight class. Like put Adrian Granados against him, and just have everyone, right. Adrian Granados just beat him up for a while. Twenty pounds lighter, so just and still <laughs> just in their kid getting knocked out by him. Real. As I said, if they were in the same weight class. Now there's but, a lot of other names fighting this weekend. Uh, Josh Taylor, if you don't know who he is, we had him on a couple of videos. He's fighting Miguel Vasquez. Alex Cecito's fighting this weekend as well. Um, there's a big rematch going on though. Liam Smith versus Liam Williams. Not Liam Neeson. This is Taken versus Tooken. <laughs> so I believe Liam Smith won the last fight. I would say, yo, that's the one who, that's the one got, who got beat up, beat up by Canelo. Okay, yep. And uh, you know he's the other Smith brother. Cal, his brother Callum Smith is Callum participating Smith. in the in the World Boxing Super Series. And it was a good rough tumble. You know, it was a good rumble. Uh, looks like yeah, Liam uh, Liam Williams, uh, the last guy he fought. Uh, looks like the corner called it. Yep. And it was like the 10th round. So the rematch is happening. Liam Smith needs to win with dominating fashion. If he wants to continue. If the corner, if the corner called it, it was yeah. dominating right. fashion. Hey, it's, that's got to be a rough one because if the corner calls it and you still get the rematch, it's like, why? what's going on here? Your corner didn't think you could handle it. As of right now, hey. you got beat up for a while, man. Come on, man. You might hey, have a new corner. Fight another day. Right. But this is a big UK fight that it's going to have a sold out crowd. And I like UK fighters because a lot of times you, you feel like you're watching a bar fight. Because they just like to brawl. Not, they don't have as much swag as American fighters, but they, they show up to brawl usually, and you don't get that many boring fights for them. So that's, that's, that's going to be a good fight for uh, the UK. We got Cletus Selden versus Roberto Ortiz, and this is on a stack card also. You asked me who Cletus Selden was. A name that black people should never name their son, Cletus, <laughs> for one. Um, and then Cletus Selden is the son of Bruce Selden, former heavyweight, heavyweight champion who... Uh, Who've gotten knocked out by Mike Tyson? Yes, was one of those. Uh, one of the many uh, victims. One of the many victims, but it was a. I want to say I can't. Mike Tyson's knockouts are so just. All of them. A lot of them run into each other. So, but it it was one of the more embarrassing ones. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. <laughs> now, also on this fight card is the return of Amir Mom. My boy, young He's master. Going against Yanni, so. Yanni Garcia. Now, Bermain Severn losing. I believe there's only two fighters left on Don King promotions. Bermain Severn, who is done probably, and Amir Mon. Now, a lot of people, most people out there just believe Don King is done with boxing. He isn't done. He's, he was still able to lure some guys into some contracts and lock them down. Um, he, he stinted Ricardo Mayorga's career. Ricardo Mayorga went to MMA because he couldn't get out of his contract with Don King. But he has no more pull in the fight game. He can't negotiate and make the fight happen because nobody wants to work with him because his reputation precedes himself. Now, Amir Mon, are they what, what weight division is this fight at? 140. 140. 140. So, yeah, so, good news for you. Terrence Crawford is no longer in there. So, you have a shot to, to get he, a world he title. Does. He really does. 
Amir Mon needs to look really good in this fight and win with dominating fashion, or else we're going to forget about this man again. And I think some of that is just because of his current promoter. His current promoter is stuck in a time where he was reputable and people were willing to work with him and still thinks that's how it should be, even though your reputation has been shot since then. So if he can win with good dominating fashion, then he becomes a fighter that we're talking about and a fighter that we want to see fight. And as long as the fans want to see it, the fights are always a possibility. And you know what? Um, since I I've actually opened my eyes just right now looking at this, the 140 division has a lot of great fighters in there. I just never noticed him because as long Terrence as Terrence Crawford, Crawford was in there, there's no competition. There's no, there's no, no reason for you to yeah. be in there. So now it's a little bit wide open. So right now we have uh, Mira Mom is the number one contender for the WBC, WBC belt. Yep. Belt. Um, but I, we're talking about Josh Taylor, as we yep. just brought up. Victor Postal yep. still in there. Um, Sergey Lipiditz, Julius Andongo, yep. Rance Bartholomew. Boner. Um, Mikey he Garcia's. can't make that. He's not going to make that weight. Mighty Mo Hooker, Maurice Hooker still there in there. We got a. Uh, who else do we have? Um, Akira Kondo, who uh, just fought. Yep. Um, but just as far as people, just to make career relic. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in here. So we, um, you know, we got one. We got two vacant, three vacant belts right now because yeah. we just had. Uh, yep. We just had somebody fight for that. Boy, it was, it was everybody a, in the 140 pound division except for Adrian Granados has got to be excited. Got to be excited there. Yeah. Cause like yeah, we actually have a chance. Now. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is too. Cause mm -hmm. like man, just like Jordan did in the nineties, this kind of Terrence Crawford had a chokehold on yeah. it, and there was nothing to just holding do it down. It. And I, yeah. I'm glad that he got he got the four belts and he's ready to move on. So Amiramon, right away, is, you know he's about business. Right, hey, I got everything. I'm undisputed. Mm -hmm. I could hold on to these. Nah, bruh. I want yo. I'm trying to spend Red's yeah, money. Right. He's over here. D, he's about the Debo 147. He's like, man, I thought you had, I thought you had uh, undisputed belts. Yeah, yeah it's I like, do. I, it's like both of ours just at my it's house. He <laughs> said, yeah, man. It's like this WBC belt is like both of ours. Now, the main event on this fight card is going to be Artur Betterbeef versus Enrico Colling. Great so, name. Artur Betterbeef, this was the but last guy. You know what the best thing about this is? This right. fight's on ESPN Deportes. Deportes? No, there's actually on regular ESPN. I actually okay, just good. checked it out. So, yeah, so, oh, okay. I uh, thought they were being progressive. Never mind. No, they're not being prog had progressive. A, had a Russian and European headline on all Spanish channel. Awesome. So, Artur Betterbeef, we brought we brought this guy up here. I'm going to pull up his record in a second. 175. This was before Andre Ward. This was the last person to beat uh, Sergey Kovalev. And this, the, and even though it was in the amateurs, but that's still a great feat in itself. So. He's legit. He's He he was in the... I forgot what we call it. It's, uh, it's like the world the world boxing Olympics. Not the, There's another world boxing tournament, not the Olympics. I can't think of the name of it. But it's it fights at a professional level, but it's considered an amateur status. And a lot of European fighters get stuck in that in that circuit going through that for that championship crown through that league. Um, so so they, when they come guy. to the pros, they have low amount of fights like this. With yeah, better and this people. is another guy who's a 100% knockout ratio, 11 fights. 11 Solid. wins, Solid. 11 KOs. And and it's one of these things, too, just like with Dimitri Bibble. You see the power, but mm -hmm. we haven't had to see... He hasn't had to have pull out any of the skill yet, so we don't know how skillful he is. We know we can knock you out, but what are you going to do when you got a guy you can knock out that moves around, gets his pot shots in? So what's Enrico Colling's record? 
So he's 23-1 and one okay. with only six knockouts, so we know his knockout power isn't there. And his last seven fights have been uh, six unanimous decisions and one split decision. I don't think Artur better be wants this to go to distance. This is a good Not matchup that he for him, wants, though. This is a good, smart matchup for, for his handlers to make because you need to know if your man got the rounds in him. You need to know, and if you, good, if you put it in a guy that statistically says you're not going to knock him out because he's going to be moving around, you want to know if your man can go to distance and still stick to the game plan. So yep. where, where is Enrico calling from? He is from Germany. Ah, Nazi, okay. <laughs> and, I don't think you can just pretty much call him a Nazi. Oh, that's right, they're not Nazis no more. That's right, that's right. <laughs> not anymore, anymore. No more, like it, like, yeah. like, the, like it just ended last week. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't think A couple weeks ago, yeah, yeah. When, when did the Berlin Wall fall? I'm not sure. <laughs> I can't call them black. They're they're people of color. I had to tell everybody else too. I'm like, look, only here do we have to have a blank American to it because as soon as we leave this country, we're just an American. Yeah. That's it. And we'll be looking for other brothers to, to stand with us because nobody else likes us. So that sounds like me at the Seahawks game the other day. <laughs> Every time I walk by another Redskins fan, we just point at each other because we already knew. Hey man, how you doing? Like Chappelle and the Black Terror. Hey, and the Black Hostage. Right? I got you. Just give him a thumbs up. I man. got you. I got you. But it's okay. You guys were lucky because Seahawks fans are a little bit more classier than you Oakland fans. You a damn lie. Oh, okay. Oakland fan. I thought you were talking about... I thought I already jumped to conclusion. I thought you were going to say you're classier than Redskins fans. First of all, you guys aren't classy. You guys, you you guys, guys are the D.C., no, right? So I'm listen, surprised. Listen, if, if there was, oh, a, if there was enough on. Redskins fans in one group section, a fight yeah. probably would have broke out that Seahawks fans didn't start. If Seahawks fans could fight, you guys would be just like the Oakland Raiders. Hey, <laughs> we can't fight in court amongst, you know with proper legal representation. So understand that this is an academic city and state, buddy. All right? <laughs> you can win today, but we're going to drag you but into deep waters. But my dad will sue you. Yeah, we'll drag you into deep waters <laughs> and take a lot of money out of your pockets, and you'll regret it when you're oh, doing that man. community service, and you'll know that loss, that L right there, and have you wear an L doing it. But, Archer Bedevive, how do you want to win in great fashion? And then maybe not get a good opportunity? Like, Because I want to see him against Sergey Kovalev. I want to see him against great, maybe... Great fashion. Oh, knock him out. Knock right? him out. Get him out. Get him out. We What... What this country is built on mm-hmm. is built on knockouts. Yeah. No matter how mad or fast you get knocked out, hey, you've seen all the memes this mm-hmm. weekend. The fight lasted one round. It lasts three knockdowns in three minutes. You want We want to see it, man. So if knockout power is what you have, mm-hmm. that's exactly what we want to see. I want to see him fight. I want to see him knock out Enrico Colling, and I want to see him fight Sullivan Barrera after this. Or maybe Joe Smith Jr. I, want to see, I, I kind of want to see him against another knockout artist. But I want to see him against Sullivan Barrera because I want to know how good his footwork is against a good slick boxer. Yeah. So you better put on a good show and get a good fight. Now, Eddie Hearn making moves. We said that before, right? Eddie Hearn signed two American fighters, one big name, one soon-to-be big name. Jarrell Big Baby Miller yep. is fighting Marius Walk, who is a former contender. If you don't know who he is, big, Jarrell Big Baby Miller, he looks like Oliver Miller from the Phoenix Suns a long time ago. <laughs> he also reminds me of, uh, uh, who is it? I want to. I want to say Big Baby for the Lakers. What was his name? Um, Bynum. Who? A- Andrew Bynum. No, no. that was that's from Lakers. No, you're thinking about Big Baby. Are you talking about from the Celtics? Yeah. What you mean? Um, he played for LSU. I forgot a bit. Uh, Davis. Yeah. Davis is his last name. But that's what he kind of reminds me of. And this dude is very outspoken, big loudmouth, and it's, <laughs> but not loud enough yet to where he's getting a lot of attention. Now his name is starting to get thrown in the mix. And against a good contender like Marius Walk is, is a great matchup for him because if he wins with dominating fashion, Eddie Hearn 
is making, again, some big moves because now he has a good heavyweight contender Glenn he can Davis. put in there with the rest. Glenn Davis. Glenn Davis. Yeah. You know, between all the sports that I keep up with, mm-hmm. man, it's kind of hard to stay up with all these names, man. Cross sports, man, and all these names. There's only so many last names we need out Nick, there. That's why the nicknames are good. That's yeah, why the nicknames Miller, are for. Yeah, so. so, Jarrell Miller. Well, 19-0, 17 knockouts. Mary Swack. Undefeated. Mary Swack might need a, a miracle to win this, like the miracle man who's got the main event on there, Dan Jacobs. That's the biggest well, signing. I, we're not gonna say. We're not gonna say. I'm not gonna say that just as well. Dude, he's fighting is 33 and two, mm-hmm. 17 knockouts, man. So he has more. He has as many knockouts as Drell Miller. As fights, but the yeah. thing is, he has, you know, 15 more fights in him. Yeah, and know, that's so. 15 more fights at the heavyweight division, taking that heavyweight punishment. Yeah. So, Jarrell Miller, man, he, he's 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 very outspoken, and. He's one of these guys that if he gets knocked out bad, he could just be done. Now, this dude that he's fighting, he um, he lost to Klitschko, unanimous decision. But this dude has already fought Alexander Provotkin, who's just yeah. about to fight for a title, too. So I don't think he's going to be a pushover. So, But we'll we'll see how this goes. And he's Polish, man. Yeah. So it means he's probably not all the yeah. way there, man. Hey, it means, yeah, you're going to have to knock this dude out because he's going to keep coming. Yep. Now, Daniel Jacobs, the miracle man, is the main event going on. Yes, sir. For Showtime. And I like Daniel Jacobs. I've always been a fan. Yep. Became a bigger fan with the with the performance he put on against Triple, Triple G. G. I thought he handled that fight mentally well. He had a great game plan and he stuck to his game plan. And I think he's going to be the most feared most feared fighter at 160 pounds right now because no, no nobody really want to fight him. Don't Triple G Canelo don't want no part of him. I think. Canelo's after the money. There, there's going to be money, but there's not going to be as much money as that Triple G rematch. Which I'm glad that they said they're trying to wrap it up within the next few weeks too. So yeah, and, and I like that Canelo wants to take the rest of the year off. Triple G should take this time, take the rest of the year off. Since he usually fights three times a year. But let's talk about Daniel Jacobs. I want the him. The dude he's fighting is 18 and 0 with nine knockouts. I, I think it's too early in his career for, for yeah, this man. But, right. I mean, you. I mean, you're going after it. I. I yeah. I, I like the heart, but boy, you don't want the problems. Just like man. what I said with Triple G, man. This man has already faced death and one with cancer. Luis Arias at the press conference told Daniel Jacobs he was underrated. That's a bad idea, bro. Very bad idea because he's definitely not underrated. And that's kind of disrespectful to a proven fighter like this. He's probably going to get knocked out pretty quick. He's probably going to knock out, I think, I think four or five rounds. Honestly, I don't think Daniel Jacobs will knock him out pretty really? quick. I, n- not that he can't. Uh-huh. I think that I think they'll get the rounds. It'll be a, it'll be like a, a professional cashed out it's gonna be sparring within, match. It'll be within six rounds. He's done. I'll give him six rounds. Yeah, I'll give him six. Maybe even seven, eight, just to be like, you know what, man? I ain't got nothing better to do. Two minutes and 38 seconds in the fifth I, round, buddy. I ain't, got nothing better, I ain't got nothing better to do. I'll stay in. I'll chill out, man. You know, because I don't think uh, this guy uh, poses any uh, um, immediate danger. No, not at all. Now, I'm hoping Daniel Jacobs can get a good win, solid win. I don't want him to knock out this guy too quick. But if he can knock him out like in the fifth or sixth round, that's good. Because I want to see him up against like 160-pounder, like maybe Jamal Charlo, possibly. Um, we got Boo Boo just moved up in weight to 160. Real quick, let's go through this 160 pound division before we close this out. You got Charlo. You got Charlo. I'm a fan of Jamel. I might pick fun at Jamal just because I, I I think I just need that guy there for that reason. But I like Jamel. All right, so we got run him. We got Charlo. We got David Lemieux. We Ooh, got uh, Sergey Derevchenko, who we haven't Ooh, heard about right. in a while. Uh, Luis Arias is who he's fighting right now, who is um, number nine in the number nine in WBC. Andy Lee still out there. Curtis Stevens, um, 
Let's see. Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, Demetrius uh, Bubu Andrade. Uh, Martin Murray. Hassan mm-hmm. and Dom. Okay. Um, uh, Dimitri Chudinov. Still out there. Uh, Jason Quigley. Haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah. Surprised he's so ranked. <laughs> so, yeah, these are all the people who are ranked in the top 15. Um, yeah. Willie Monroe Jr. Yeah, so I'm right now. The Mongoose. Looking at look at the WBO Rob, right Rob there. Brandt. We just lost. So right now there's some good people in there. Alantez Fox. So I want I want him and Jamal Charlo. It might be too soon for this fight, but we're gonna see what they do, man. Daniel Daniel Jacobs is prime. He's a good solid fighter. He's beat death. Miracle survive. Yep. And I think he's gonna do real good, man. And he did, And we had a close, not even controversial, but we had a close loss to Triple G, man. So this dude still has right. a lot left in the tank, man. You know. Hey, and we're going to do what we do every day, and that's try to take over the world, baby. Sure. Pinky ring in the brain. So make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101. We're on Instagram at Squared Circle 101, and download this Squared Circle app. It's the best thing in boxing out there. We got everything you need. Tell your friends, tell your family members about it, and how are we going to continue to win? Every next level of your life will demand a different version of you. That's right. That's right. Just like when they used to sacrifice virgins at the volcano. Oh, you said virgin. I'm sorry. Wrong word. (laughs) Wrong word. Wrong word. Yo, catch us every Thursday for some bad jokes and great fun. Man, just make sure you hit us up. Download the app. Tell your friends about us. You know what to do. And I'll talk to y'all later. See you.